And here we go. This is your host, Jeff, with the Jeff Talks podcast. What's happening, family? Uh, Today is a very... They're all special days. But the days that I have a guest, specifically another guest whose name is also Jeff, it it is Jeff Talks... Squared. It is Jeff Talks yes. Extreme. It's Hefe Squared. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, everyone, this is the Jeff Talks Podcast, and today our special guest is Mr. Jeff Marco. Thank you so much for having me, man. Appreciate it. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. So, I guess we can kind of start off with how we met. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty easy place to start before we dive in, but... We met each other literally through work. Yeah. yeah. And literally, I was recording a podcast with Rex, and you walked in. Yep. Or yep. when were you being interviewed? You were being interviewed at the office, and I walked in probably to get like a UA sample or something. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they're like, oh, hey, this is this is Jeff. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Margo is going to be working at the MHH house and da 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 da. And it was funny, too, because it's like, you were the kind of person, too, like, when the first second I looked at you, I was like, oh, he's got, like, good vibes. He seems like a, just, like, a soft, oh, easygoing, like, regular-ass dude. Oh, stop. And it was funny, too, because it's like, oh, I, everything has just confirmed that. <laughs> and now you're a guest on the podcast. And now I'm a guest on the podcast, yeah. That is amazing. So, getting to know you more, uh, and just for everyone that doesn't know, Jeff and I worked together at the very first mental health transitional transitional house in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he works weekends. Yep. And I am the live-in house manager. Yeah. So that's uh, that's how we're hanging out right now. And yeah. We're yeah. literally on shift. So like we work together, all the COVID people. It's okay. We worked together and we got tested. Last week? Anyways, they're all negative. So good. Getting to know Jeff better was really cool, man. Like your story is super inspiring. Oh, thanks, man. And and specifically, like I uh, I kind of get I love listening to other people share their pain. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then learning from their pain and basically being a better person. Yes. So when I looked up these topics and I pitched them to you, you were like, yeah. And Fuck yeah, let's like, do okay, this. Okay, yes. okay. Thank God. Because, <laughs> because you never really know. Like these right, are kind of right. like touchy subjects. I don't sure, want to like sure. poke too far or whatnot. Right, right. And I want you to be as comfortable as possible. But I'm really excited. Dude, me too. Yeah. And I think apart from just like being like good vibes the second I'd kind of seen you, but it was also like one of the things I think I appreciate most about people is like just being authentic and being real and being like, hey, this is what I'm passionate about. These are the reasons and that kind of thing. And it's like, it's so nice to meet someone else. It's like authentic, cuts through all the bullshit and it's not necessary. It's like, fuck this. It's so refreshing. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. the, refreshing. Totally. That is oh. the word. So... One of the, do you mind if we just dive right in? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't looked at these in a while. Yeah, me neither. So but... I might be a bit rusty, but yeah. <laughs> it's more authentic. Yeah. <laughs> How have you moved on in relationships and or family or friends passing away? Right. Right. So this was a big one for me, actually. So 
about two years ago, and I know I shared this with you, but yeah. uh, just kind of for the audience or whatever, about two years ago, my dad had passed away. And me and him were very close. We had uh, a difficult a difficult relationship. It was enmeshed at times, super codependent at times. But um, through my own experiences with therapy, which we can get into later if we wanted to, um, I really did a lot of work on myself and kind of... Um, how would you say, like analyzing our relationship and it grew over time between you and your father. Yeah. Between okay. me and my dad. Yeah, for okay. sure. And it was interesting too, because he was a stubborn, like combat vet. And you know, I, I'd known for a while he wasn't healthy cause he was the kind of guy that had like white coat fever. Like yeah. never went to the doctors. I fucking, I'm fine, whatever. But, uh, all of a sudden I got a call from my aunt and she had said, you know, Hey, your dad's really not doing so well. Like you should probably come out to visit him. I was like, okay. So I literally, like the next week, I had scheduled something to come out. And then I'd gotten a call uh, sometime before that time that I'd went out there in that brief week period from my dad's neighbor. And he was like, hey, your dad was like really winded. He looks like he's lost like 40 pounds in a month. Wow. And he doesn't look good. So uh, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, this sounds kind of serious. So I'll never forget that. Um, uh, that the first time I'd seen him and I knew it immediately. It was like kind of like the same thing where like I'd seen you and I can kind of pick up on certain vibes and energy, you know, when I'd seen him, I was like, Oh fuck, like this is serious. And like the kind of terminal kind of serious. And it was unfortunately, but I think, um, as a person, I watched myself go from like, and even my aunt kind of talked about this with me. It's like, watched myself going from, this kid who thought he knew a little bit about living and life and kind of had to stand on his own two feet and that kind of shit. Yeah. And then to see my dad and to go through the experience of my dad dying. Cause it took after that, that week that I got out there, it was only a month before he passed. Wow. So, um, watching him kind of go through that process, helping to take care of him to one. I'm also the youngest in my family okay. of my siblings. I have uh, six siblings and I'm the youngest and it was weird to kind of see, uh, it sounds braggy and I don't want to sound braggy or anything like that, but it was like, it was weird for me that I was able to kind of step up in the way that I did. It's, it shocked the fuck out of me to be honest. Uh, cause I kind of expected, like I knew my dad best by comparison to, I think to my other siblings, but I didn't expect that he'd kind of, um, how do you say, like, uh, put a lot of the onus and responsibility for like getting like his last will and testament done, like, um, kind of all his medical directives, all of that stuff I was in charge of. Okay. And I didn't think that was going to happen at all that way. Yeah. Cause I would have thought, honestly, my dad's perception of me was like, Oh, he's just, he's still my baby. You know, he's yeah. a little kid. And so going through that whole process, um, one, just in the time that my dad was in the hospital changed me enormously where I, kind of picked up more responsibility than I think I'd ever had. You know, I'd never been responsible for a life before. Wow. And then after that was like the kind of the grief process because I'd gone through it with like my grandpa, but never to the extent like this where it was fucking heavy. Like, I mean, I'd have, it was hard because at the same time I was uh, trying to be a therapist and I was seeing clients and I'll never forget like one of the first times I had a client come in right after my dad died it was like my dad is a military vet he just died and I'm grieving and I like fucking holy shit like I was like I, I didn't know how to tell him I was like me too you know like and here I am trying to help this guy but at the same time I, I kind of realized fuck I'm not doing the things I should be doing too so I, I, I had like this kind of whole crisis and on like 
on like a spiritual and emotional yeah. level. Okay. Deep, yeah. Okay. Like I, I didn't know because the way I'd operated was like, <clears throat> fuck it. I'll just, I'll just, what I'd seen and observed as a kid was you just, you bury yourself and doing shit and then yeah. it, it just goes away. Yeah. Which is funny because I was like trained as a therapist and it's like, yeah, I know, you know, don't do as I say. Do, yeah. Don't do as I do. Do as I, know, I say. Yeah. I know what to do. Just don't know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So I, I took a step back. I talked to my supervisor, consulted with like a bunch of people, Mike of all people to another okay. one of our coworkers. And I just kind of talked to a bunch of people and they're like, dude, take some time off, do what you got to do. Yeah. And I did. And I really leaned into grieving and kind of rather than avoiding it, like I'd always kind of done wow. with my emotions was actually lean into it. And Oh fuck. I mean, it was, there's no like right way to do it, but for me that I figured that was my right way. Right. You know what I mean? And so, um, Oh, like after doing that, it sounds petrifying. It was it really every time. Was. Yeah. Like it doesn't really, it gets easier, but it's never easy. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. So like, um, even now, like I've been, uh, it's been almost two years or coming up on two years. Okay. And you know, even, the first, I'd say like six months to a year, if I even mentioned his name, I'd have, I'd be brought to tears immediately. Really? And now it's, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I can do shit like this, where I can yeah. talk about it. But that's only because I did the work. Like I was like, all right, take a step back and like, listen to me. Like, what do, what do I need to kind of like heal and get through it? But, um, yeah, yeah. I think it was like a huge part for me to kind of, um, really own my shit and, uh, take the time to grieve and even now too it's like i was gonna, i was getting to it like it's coming up on two years so in january 18th or 19th i can't even remember now uh was the day he passed okay and i'm already like thinking in advance like okay what are some things that i can do to kind of like one prep myself for that and two like how i was just I, gonna ask you that yeah same question yeah like how, how do i what is this something that you do yeah yeah and a lot of it was like um uh, one, like building like new traditions around like that. So like mm. taking the time for me, you know, listening to songs that he and I used to listen to all the time, doing shit me and him used to do, looking at pictures, whatever the fuck I want to do that like yeah. just kind of helps me through it. But um, yeah, I've done so much work on myself by just, no, like they always say in like therapy, meet the client where they're at. And it was funny. It was like for me in this process to kind of grow and learn as a human, I needed to meet me where I was at. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if that answered the question or if I went that, off the rails. No, but yeah. dude, that absolutely crushed it. And and again, this is exactly why I needed and I craved to have you on the podcast because I love those kind of like batting for the furthest thing away that yep. I ever thought that I could like, how do I get to there? Yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. is horrible right now. Right. And I feel consumed by every single feeling and emotion yep. that I've never experienced before. And I can't ignore it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I know your story also has drugs and alcohol in it. Yep. So it's like, yep. I cannot numb anymore. Right. What right. I'm doing isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. So what the hell do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. So that's leading into my next question is, were there any, was there anything specific? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there was a few, but was there anything that you really did consistently to get through that or to be comfortable with that Mm -hmm. feeling of just 
shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then I loved how, like in the end you said, it almost sounded like you started to celebrate yeah. his life and what you shared yep. with him. Yeah. yeah. So how do you get from yeah. like <laughs> sitting in your own crap yep. to literally rejoicing and like singing songs or like jamming out to songs that you and him used to listen to? Yeah. How, like, yeah. Can so, you tell me so, more in that? Like, yeah, how yeah, does yeah. that happen? So to be honest with you, like the first, like right after he'd passed, the first two months, all I did was get loaded. Like I would literally from, uh, as soon as I could, I was still in grad school at the time. So this wasn't even that, that long ago. But it, it, for me, that was like, uh, it was classic avoidance. Like I didn't want to deal with it. So the best thing that I knew that, cause I'd observed when I was a kid, I'd done it, you know, even earlier than that too, was to just get fucking loaded. Yeah. And and all it did was either put the pause button on it or make it worse. And so when I finally like started, like when I took that step back and I consulted with a bunch of people and I kind of realized like, all right, I need to get right with me. I stopped avoiding it. Like, and it, and it fucking hurt fucking so bad hurt. initially. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. I, I fucking, I couldn't listen I couldn't to, listen to, what the fuck was it? Um, um, any, any classic rock classic song. Rock like, song. I used to love, I like, love, like, Karen Cali 95.5. Okay. Like, yeah. any classic any rock song that would come on, I'd have to instantly change the channel at first. Wow. But once what? I started once just started sitting with it and let myself, and like, myself fucking ball, like a little baby, yeah. like, just ball. Love it. And actually sit with it and start to go through it and feel it, like, then I started to like started kind, of, kind of, it sounds, it sounds maybe not maybe sweet, but like kind of callous, you know what I mean? Mm. Where it's like, um, I could build up these calluses where it's like, it didn't feel like a fresh wound every time something like that happened, yeah. but rather it's just like, I'm just going to sit with it. Yeah. I'll just be here. I'll just fucking feel it. If I got to cry, I'll cry. If I yeah. laugh, I laugh. Fuck it. Just whatever happens, happens. Like building up a tolerance to cold weather, like building Same up a tolerance thing. to yeah. a really humid climate. The yep. body adapts. Yep. The body adapts to exercise, flexibility, all that stuff. So, yeah. so from an emotional level, right, right, doing it, and the more you did it, the more calloused, literally, yeah. the or more whatever. calloused, yeah. the more resilient. Yeah. Resilient is a great way to say it. Yeah, you yeah. became. Yeah, exactly. And, and even so like cool. conversations like this too. It's like again, I'd like if someone asked me, you know, in that first like two months span, like, oh, how are you doing with your dad? I'm fine. I'm good. You know, classic. Brush him off. Yep, classic. Yep, I'm just gonna brush it. We're not going there. Nope, I'm yeah. good. I'm fine. Yep. yep. You know that classic, like, uh, stereotypical masculine thing. It's like, no, I'm fine. I'm totally unaffected yeah. by this Grr. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But once I was able to kind of open up with the conversations, and you know, I had to start small, like with people that I trusted and I felt safe with, and then I could kind of branch out once I felt more comfortable and like talk to other people, like acquaintances even. And it sounds funny, but it's like it was helpful. To just like, to just like get it out get there, it out talk there, about it, and just, oh, just be in it. Yeah. And now it's like, now it's I like, can talk about them all day. And like, I, I enjoy it now. Enjoy Whereas it. before yeah. it was like this, was like this absolute thing I wanted to avoid, to avoid like the plague. the plague. Now I'm like, fuck, I love talking about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the shit I went through. Yeah. Because it's coming from a place of celebration. Totally. And yep. not yep. agony. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Damn. And it was cool too, because like there was one thing I heard that I really liked um, in going through like the grief process too was like the relationship hasn't ended; it's just changed. And for me, it was like mind altering. I was like, "Oh fuck, that's right," because yeah. I I was of I was stuck in the nevers. Like I'll never see him again. I'll never talk to him again. I'll never hear him call me this name, or I'll never hear him. Hey asshole, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, and 
rather than it just be these nevers and the, the relationship is just cut off and it's, it's dead, um, it's like, no, it's just changed. It's like now I talk to my dad all the time and, or I'll laugh about shit. Like I'll, I'll see something I know he'd make a comment on and I can, I can giggle. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's cool that way. It's like, it's like they've just gone on a different path that we can't follow. Exactly. Right. It's like, okay, our past parted. You've just gone somewhere. I can't, I can't follow you. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Yet. Right now. Right. You know? So I might as well just be grateful for the experience that we shared together. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's awesome. Fuck, man. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you even giving me the platform where I can talk about shit like this, dude. Dude, My goal is for this podcast to be a healing place, you know, that that we can share about um, things that we've overcome um, and that we've learned from and grown from and Mm -hmm. inspire others. To do the same. Dude, Literally, yeah. that is why this podcast is here. That's so fucking cool. I love yeah. it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is literally why this yeah. is here. Yeah. So, like, who knows if there is a young man mm-hmm. listening to this right now who just lost his father or yep. his father went somewhere that he can't follow, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't like saying loss. Because, like, if I say I lost something, mm-hmm. that actually meant that I owned it. Sure. I didn't own anything or anybody. Like I believe that my life was a gift. Yeah. So therefore everyone that I come into contact is a gift. Oh, that's so cool. So again, just like you're saying towards the end of that process, you're grateful. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck man. That's awesome. So yeah, I just try to flip that. Like I didn't lose anything. Actually I was given a small glimpse in their life. Yeah. And I got to yeah. share that with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I can take it with me and then share it with other people too. Yeah. Like you're doing right now. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go to the next one? Or? Fuck yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why did you get into this industry? Oh. Okay. So, real talk. Real talk. That was... Nothing other than real talk. Yep, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking love it. Uh, so... so I did well in high school and well enough to uh, get into colleges and stuff like that. But for me, I was like, I don't fucking want to do like I was like kind of just adrift for a while. And I had like a bunch of like at that time I had anxiety, but I didn't know what anxiety was. Sure. All sorts of shit that I was dealing with emotionally. And I had uh, no words to even describe it. I just it was for me. They don't and teach you that in school. Exactly. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. is a fucking shame. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just kind of floated around for a while and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, I got into, rather than going to a four-year university and just kind of floating and wasting money, I was like, fuck it, I'll just go to community college. Mm, nice. So what's so community OCC? college? Uh, no, actually oh, I went to Cyprus. Okay. Yeah. I love okay. Cyprus, by the way. Yeah. And OCC for that matter. Cyprus. Yep. Cyprus. <laughs> Um, but but went to Cyprus, Cyprus, had no idea what the fuck I wanted to do. And I literally was stagnant for a while. Like I was, I feel like that's a lot of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was still, yup. Yeah. I was, uh, at the time for me, I had no real goals or aspirations. I didn't know what kind of career to get into. Um, I was, uh, fuck around with drugs a lot mm. and fuck around with women a lot and doing just yeah. dumb shit. And it was basically like high school plus like yeah. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, um, finally I had, uh, I spent seven years 
in junior college. Junior college. Just because I had no idea what I wanted to do. and It's got to be some type of record, bro. Right? Seriously? Yeah. I was like, fuck it. My family was like, are you getting your doctorate yet? Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I feel like it. I went for uh, three weeks, and then I was yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Fireman, and then three weeks, nope, dropped out. And then music, three weeks, nope, dropped yep. out. And that, that was it. Yeah. That was it. I was yeah. like, I'm not going back. Oh, fuck. I, I could have saved myself so much heartache if I did that <laughs> shit. But, not in but, debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Student loan debt. Yeah, exactly. But, so that's good. Yeah, other types of debt. But yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah. Finally, uh, I met with a counselor, and um, they had told me, "Okay, you have essentially like three or four more classes you can take, and then your credits just won't count because okay. you like hit cap." It's like, oh fuck! All right, and lo and behold, what does cap mean? Hit cap? Like basically, like I. It, like when I go to, go to school here I can anymore? continue to go to school, okay. but when I decided to, and I knew I was going to eventually, I just didn't know where or when I wanted to do it. But when I wanted to transfer to a university, um, I couldn't take any more credits. So I literally had as much as I could. Okay. And anything else that I took was just kind of frivolous. Like there was okay. no reason for it, basically. Okay. Um, and so... One of the last, of the last cl- classes I took was a class on human services. And like, I always knew for me that I liked people, I wanted to help people, but I didn't really like, like the medical industry and I didn't really want to go into like nursing or things like that. So I never really knew of an avenue. And I took this course in human services at the counter at the Cyprus and I fucking, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is cool as shit. And then it was like all these like kind of like bang, 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 bang moments where it's like I took that class, then I transferred and I was like, well, I like that class. Let's see what the major's like. Took the major and I was like, I fucking love this. And then I took a course that I'll never forget. It was like one of the coolest courses I ever took was, um, oh, fuck, what was it called? It was uh, Character and Conflict. Okay. And the whole class basically was like just a, a light variation of group therapy. And so you can start as a member. That sounds so rad. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. great experience. Fucking Anyone at Cal State Fullerton, take that class. Like, please. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter what major you're in. doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but I took that class. Fucking loved it. It was like the first experience I'd ever had with therapy. Yeah. And then right after that, they had an option where, well, now you can lead the groups if you're interested. So I did that for two semesters. And that kind of led me to like, well, you know what? I really like this therapy thing. So I kind of... One, I pursued my own personal therapy, and then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm off and running. Like, yeah. And um, I loved this. And then I was like, well, what if I, what if I tried? Like, what if I just tried to do therapy myself? And then, boom, one thing, again, led to another. I got into grad school, started studying therapy, started seeing clients, started fucking loving it, met Mike. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, boom. Here I am. Now you're here. And now I'm here, and I fucking love working in mental yeah. health. It's my favorite fucking thing, and talking about it, too. Wow, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even know where where to start with with that. There's so many goose eggs. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. And also, I'm kind of stalling because I'm thinking, but just being Rizzle. Um, <laughs> what was it like? Going to therapy yourself, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and then studying to be a therapist. Oh, it was, it was that was what I wanted to act. I stalled for that really good question. That was a really good question. <laughs> nice, yeah, like it. Now I gotta stall. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, it was humbling, okay, really humbling, and like, so to be totally candid, um. 
one of the reasons I went into uh, personal therapy was because of my own experiences with like anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation. So, um, big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, I had a plan. I was planning on, I had a date in mind that I was going to kill myself. And, um, I remember I went to a hotel and did fucking chain smoke cigarettes in the bathtub and like some fucking Hollywood movie or something. And I knew exactly how I was going to do it. And, um, luckily, uh, my girlfriend at the time found me. I, I still to this day not exactly sure how she did. And then she's like, you know, please, obviously she begged me not to do it. And she, she said, well, what if you just talk to a therapist? Like, uh, you know, if, if you decide to go through it after doing that, then I mean, I, I can't fault you so much, but at least try to do something better. Yeah, try to get some help. Yeah. And I did. And I'm fucking so glad I did. Because I mean, one, not only did it leave me here, but two, I'm alive for it. Yeah. We're all very grateful. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're a rad dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Appreciate I'm it, fucking yeah. glad to be around. But um, yeah, I. So having that experience and then also having clients who are also suicidal and going through like the same kind of shit that I was going through, it was so humbling. And also, like, I could see, like, okay, if I could only convey to them, like, that similar message of, like, I was there. I was fucking there too. And I thought I was hopeless. I felt so hopeless. Like, there's absolutely no fucking way out of this. There's no, because I've thought of every way. I've sat and pondered about it. I've lost sleep for days and months and years because all I thought of is, like, how the fuck do I get out of this? And I felt there was no way out. And it wasn't until, like, I could, you know, humble my own ego and realize, oh, maybe I don't have all the answers. And I can, you know, chat with someone who might know a little bit about it. I can get some help. Get some help. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And so to like kind of sit on both sides of the fence and then also get excited to see too, like when you start to see folks like make a, not the same journey, but like a similar kind of have similar results to where like you, you kind of, you stack the wins and like, yeah. yeah, you kind of like start to see like the light at the end of the tunnel a little yeah. bit. And it's like, Oh, it's, <clears throat> humbling you can have so much more empathy for someone especially if you had those kind of experiences and then like it's so fucking rewarding when you can see someone kind of like breach the darkness if even if just for a second yeah you know what i mean like oh fuck i love it i love that i i've heard like this uh i think i was i was on facebook i was looking at something i have a lot of like inspirational stuff that come through facebook and yeah. instagram you know um and it was basically if you're in a shadow, that means that there's light. Yeah. 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 You're just behind something. Exactly. Keep moving. Mm -hmm. Keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know, keep climbing those stairs. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even back up, mm -hmm. pause, recollect what direction am I going? Yeah. You know, but if you're in a shadow, it just means that there's light somewhere else and you're just not aligned where wherever that light is. Yes, 100%. Right, keep going. Yes, I fucking love it. Yes, yeah. Even if you can't see the light, just keep walking. Yeah, yeah. just keep. Oh, God. Even crawl. 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 Fuck it. Yeah. Anything. If you're down, just just stand up. Yeah. Yeah. All those, those things, they, they accrue over time and those wins, they add up and they, they eventually lead to something. Yeah. Something better. And even if you don't know what it is, it's going to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. So was there something that you were just like, Aha. Was there a shift? Was there like a mental shift that, that you remember that was like, okay, I, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to live fully. Like I, I, you know, does yeah. that make sense? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to live. I have to live and yeah. I have to share my story. I want to live to my fullest 
potential. Right. Right. Hmm. Um, I don't know if there was so much as like one poignant moment, but um, maybe an accumulation of one it multiple was a, experiences. I, I, I will say, you know what? To be fair, actually, there was one point where, and it. it for me to be able to own my shit uh, in a lot of ways and one being even just educated on what anxiety was. So like for me, I was, I always felt like in the dark and I felt so alone because I'm like, I, I didn't even have a name for it. I didn't know what the fuck anxiety was like that. My lexicon was angry and happy and that's fucking it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and especially as men. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just totally socialized into us right. and I was no different. And then to like learn what anxiety was, learn that, oh yeah, other people have dealt with this too. Um, that was a big one for me. It was just kind of to learn about it a little bit and get a better understanding for it. And then also like, um, I credit my therapist too because uh, he was fucking fantastic, but like he was really good at like kind of being able to all right, like, All right, let's stop. Let's, let's pause for a minute. And kind of like what you and I talked about a few days ago, which is like, let's look back. Like, where were you? Like, we don't have to compare ourselves to others. Compare yourself to you. And where were you, you know, two years ago? Where were you, you know, a few months ago? Where were you a few days ago? And kind of see the progression therein and realize that like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment. But when you kind of take a step back and like pause and look at it, just non-judgmentally, just observe. It's like, oh, fuck, wow. I've come a ways, man. Like, Dude, I it feels love good. That. Yeah. I love that, especially because right now with COVID, like 2020 God. was horrible, right? Oh, hell yeah. But if I look at my own journey and mm-hmm. my own growth, I'm crushing it. Yeah. yeah. You Fuck know, yes, like you if are. I look at like May 15th, 2017 was the day that I made a decision to get sober, right? Mm-hmm. So like from there to now, drastic. Drastic difference. Yeah. yeah, this year was tough, but I would rather take a tough year over 10 years of drinking and drugging and complete yep. unconsciousness, you know, 100%. and just toxicity. I would take a bad year over 10 years of that any day. Fuck yes. With the, the tools that I have now, yep. right? Yep. So like, okay, I know how to overcome. I know how to reach out and ask for help yes. and connect. Yes. You know, I know how to... That that my pain is not going to go to waste. Right. That my right. suffering isn't going to go to waste. Mm-hmm. So how do I get really fucking good at suffering? Yeah. yeah. Right? Embrace the suck is what yeah. the name always says. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, David Goggins. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, and yeah. Navy SEALs and right. Right. Yeah, right. It's a military right. Thing. right. <sighs> next. Next. Oh, this is good, yeah, man. Love it, man. I'm having fun. Oh, I literally have. What's your story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was saying, I think that was a lot. But of I, th- I yeah, think yeah. we've yeah. been touching on that. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, is there something that you do every day to show up for yourself? Mm. Every day that I do. Um, I'd say, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I, I used to be better at meditating. I want to get back to it. It's kind of an area of growth for me. I, yeah, I think yeah. you mentioned that yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 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 But one of the things I've always been good at since kind of learning about them is like mindfulness minutes where, um, say more. Yeah. So like, for example, just like, it doesn't have to be this kind of grandiose effort to sit down and really, uh, focus on trying not to be judgmental. Focus on breath work. Yeah, exactly. So like top of a mountain or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have to be all that, but like just taking a minute 
whenever I feel overwhelmed by my thoughts or anxious or stressed the fuck out about everything and I'm so I'm so in the future that I can't even see what's in front of me like to just like take a step back realize what's going on and like take a minute to just like all right where am I at like for me like Sometimes that's just looking around the room. Sometimes that's me like doing breath work. Sometimes that's me just like pretty stressed out right now. Fucking A. And just like, it just kind of sucks right now. But just being present with me. And that I think has been like one of the biggest things for me that I'm pretty good at doing to kind of show up for me in that way. That's amazing. Yeah. I've heard this story of like whenever we get too far in the future or too far in the past, right? We're disconnected mentally and, and physically. But being able to, like, it's almost like a feeling if you're face up against an elephant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all you do is you smell how stinky the elephant is. You you see the gray, leathery, wrinkly skin right. that's right. tough and gross and there's hairs and you're just like, this sucks, yeah, dude. Yeah. What the heck is this? But pausing, mm-hmm. taking quite a few steps back. Yep. Yep. Oh, I was faced up against like an elephant. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Now I know what to do. I yeah. can go around it. I yeah. can go yeah. under it. You know, maybe I can tame this thing and it can actually get me to where I need to go. Yeah. You're just yeah. too close You're to it to kind of be able to see any of that right. shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what I got from your mindfulness minutes, but I yeah. love that dude. Yeah. yeah. So Thanks, it's man. not just, it's not like an actual quote unquote thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. Like not every single day, but it's like you can do it always. Yeah. It's a uh, constant minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day practice. 100%. Yeah. And do I, don't like I don't have like dedicated like times for anything like that. I just like, uh, again, it's just like the elephant analogy too, where it's like I take a step back from the elephant and just kind of realize like, okay, when I'm getting really overworked, stressed or whatever the fuck, I'm thinking too much. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm pressed against the elephant right now. Like, yeah. Let's take a step back. Yeah. yeah. And just breathe. Just breathe. Just, just chill. Yeah. And we're good again. We could reset. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's not, it's definitely not mine. I don't want to take credit or ownership of it, but I've definitely utilized the fuck out of that. Like all the time. (laughs) Dude, I definitely believe that like everything has already, for the most part, been said or done. Yeah. It's more about remembering. 100%. Yeah. You know, especially the Eastern culture with like the Vaders and like, I think it's, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's Buddhism, Mm -hmm. but like the monks study the Vader, which is like a 2000 or 3000 year old book and it has all these amazing teachings and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So they don't really do anything new. They just remember, read, study, and then apply what has already been done. Yeah. Do yeah. what works too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even like my work with clients too, like sometimes I'll like teach mindfulness and some folks get down with breath work. They love it. Yeah. And there's other folks that I've like talked to and, uh, in their experience, they fucking hate it. Even really? sometimes it's more anxiety provoking for them. Really? And so like you can do other kinds of mindfulness too. Like even like tactile, you know, even taking a second and like, all right. What's tac- tactile? Tactile, like with your senses, your, your hands or fingers and like okay. feeling stuff. So like for I can remember one person in particular, she didn't like breath work. And so what I would do is like, okay, let's focus on your body real quick and do like maybe a body scan. Just like, all right, where do you notice your weight at? What do your feet feel like? Do you have an itch? Like where are your hands at in position to your, uh, your legs, whatever, just something you can feel that kind of hones you and brings you back to being present. Right. And she loved it. And she was all about it. Like she had headphones. I remember she was real twitchy and she was playing with her headphones. And I was like, tell me about the headphones. Like, what do you feel? Like, what do they feel like? 
Are they cold? Are they warm? Are they rubbery? Are they uncomfortable in your hands? Just everything about the headphones. And it, it's so good. Brings your present again. Yeah. Yeah. Out of your head. I was just going to say, it sounds like you're teaching them or guiding them to get out of their head yeah. into yeah. their body and reconnect with the mind and body connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, to a, get them a back reset. more here, right? So yeah. it, not yeah. in the future, not in the past, here. Right. Where are you right now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do tomorrow and da 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 da. I right. get this promotion or whatever. Might lose my job. Then my girlfriend might break up with me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Dude, you're thinking yeah. in the future. Yep. yep. We're here. We're now. Mm-hmm. Or thinking in the past, like in your story, thinking about your dad passing away and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. dude. It's like, yeah. wait, here. We're here. We're here. Yeah. yeah. Yo. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's. I fuck. I love mindfulness. I, love I really mindfulness. do. But yeah, for me, yeah, mindfulness me, minutes has been crucial in like kind of being able to take a step back from that elephant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, this is this is a meaty podcast. We got dude, a lot thank of tips, you, man. Fuck, I fucking love being here too. <laughs> <laughs> so stoked that you're here, dude. Yeah. Uh, before before we did this podcast, y'all, uh, Jeff was literally helping one of our clients. Uh, get our fake Christmas tree decorated. Yeah. And yeah. and he had to go to four different stores to find Shit. ornaments. Yeah. God bless you. Because yeah. honestly, I, I would not have done that. There's no way. Guys, we just got a tree this year. Yeah. We just got a tree. Yeah, well, that, yeah. we're going to make do. <laughs> so God bless you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. And it yeah. fucking, to their credit, looks great, by the way. Does yeah. it? Yeah. Looks I haven't even good. looked at yeah. it. I haven't yeah. looked at it. I'll go look at it after this. Yeah, me too, actually. See how, what kind of progress it made. But it looks good so far. Good. <laughs> uh, let me see. Ooh. So. In my experience in early sobriety, I literally had to learn how to say no to people. (gasps) How do you say no to people? Or my actual question is, oh, yeah, no, it's how to say no to people. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's a fucking hard one. Honestly, Honestly, that was. was, So so it's like choosing yourself, right? So you had to learn to choose yourself. You had to learn. We had to learn how to actually allow ourselves to not be distracted or pulled by mm-hmm. all the just craziness, the people, the society and social media and just so many distractions in the world, right? Yep. Yep. So it's like, how do you say no to those things and be like, you know what? Today I'm going to choose me. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to, I'm kind of going a little bit more off just the simplistic Hit question, it Hit it but like, how do I say no to those things or people, right? Um, and choose myself, but then how do I accept myself regardless of whatever I may be feeling? Mm -hmm. So I think that for me, that is the hardest thing. So it's like, okay, I choose, I choose fucking me today. Right. 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 I'm going to do me. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to do anything I can. I just want to be happy. My goal is to be happy and joyful and be present. Yeah. Yeah. But what if I don't have one of those days, mm-hmm. right? What if I have a crapshoot of a day? What if what if there's constantly people just like pulling for my attention and I'm absolutely miserable mm-hmm. and I have a hard time accepting those feelings and those emotions? For sure. I'm like, does, wait yeah. a second. I chose me. This is supposed to be this like <laughs> superhero freaking moment, right. Right? Right. right? But I feel like crap. And I'm not motivated. I'm not driven. I really just want to curl up in a ball. Yeah. yeah. So I've noticed that I become very, very codependent on all those things to kind of numb that feeling. So it's like, right. if I feel like crap, nope, 
distract myself, numb myself? What can I, or who can I use to then feel better about myself and then be like, okay, now I'm happy. Yep. But it was fake. Yep. Yep. Totally, totally fake. That was me to a T too. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was my question is how do you say no to the distractions or people to choose yourself? Mm -hmm. And then how do you accept yourself regardless of what emotional state that may be? So, so, for me, this has been, uh, one, it was like a topic in therapy that I talked about at nauseum. And um, it's something to me as well that it's not like this kind of, uh, this state where it's like, oh, I'm here now. I'm good. I get it. I'm here. It's still a progress. For, it's like a work in process for me. You know what I mean? And so I've gotten much better, thankfully. Yeah. But it, it is still like uh, something I have to work at. And so like... Biggest thing for me was I was such a, especially when I was younger, and to a certain extent I still am, but in like in healthier ways, I'd say a people pleaser. And preach. Yep, I could not say no. I had to be there for everyone. Um, you know, I I grown up in like a very enmeshed codependent household too, so no wasn't an option. Like I remember frequently, like, what do you mean no? Like no, yeah, what is it? Respect my no. Yeah, I said no. Respect it. Yeah, and for me. Like it took me to learn that, like, um, you know, when you set a boundary, because a no is like a boundary a lot of times. It's like, yeah. no, like, the, the, this is a boundary for me where it's like, okay, uh, if I were to do this thing, it might, you know, push me too far or to a place where maybe I'm not ready to go or I'm not wanting or willing to go. And so for me and my own mental health, spiritual health, emotional, physical health, whatever, it's okay to say no right now. And for me to didn't just hit, like, Stop and sit in that for a minute and accept that and own that. It took me a long time. And, um, yeah, I, the biggest place I think I had to like practice with that was actually with my dad was, um, you know, uh, I, so, so when I went to therapy, uh, a lot of my work in therapy was kind of around the relationship I had with my dad. And, um, there was a lot of like blurred, weird boundary issues. And, um, he had his own kind of experiences with mental health concerns. Like he was a combat vet. He had horrible PTSD that was untreated. Uh, well he treated with alcohol, which I mean, you can imagine how well that went. Um, and so there was a lot of issues with saying no. And it wasn't until like, I kind of went to therapy and learned that like, you can say no. And not only is it okay, but like it, also anticipate and expect that when you set a boundary like that, it bucks the system. And so the system's going to buck back. Yeah. But as long as you anticipate and expect that and kind of can prepare for that, you'll be ready for it. But if you just think that things are going to be easy when you say no, then it's going to be fine. Like, uh, that's why I think I want to skew. Cause like, okay. Getting to the other part of your, your question where it's like, when I would say no, I think the problem I had was that I would have this immediate sense of guilt or like even shame and, um, would think like, Oh fuck, I'm a horrible person for saying no. And one, it took me not only to just sit in that and feel that rather than try to avoid it, which was like my bread and butter. Like that was what I went to, uh, to just sit in it and feel it is when I started to kind of like, it, turned over like a new coin, like another side of the coin, so to speak, where it's like, yeah. rather than just feeling shame and guilt for saying no, I started to feel like, oh, I can recognize where this is helping me. Yeah. And you and I had this conversation too. It's like one of the best ways we can help other people is to help ourselves first. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. And so like it took me kind of like 
slowly building up a callus for it and realizing that I could do it, but also kind of recognizing that, like, best way I can help other people, which is what I wanted to do most as a people pleaser, was first help myself. Right. And um, that that's actually really what what we want the most. Yeah. Yeah. Is to be helped, to be looked at and just accepted and loved unjudgmentally. So (laughs) we flip it around and just do that for everyone around us. Right. So then when we would say no, they're like, what are you talking about? Right. 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 It's like, wait, wait, no, Jeff, this is your job. Right. To do this for me. Yeah. 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 And it, I realized. That. Yeah. And it just puts yeah, you in a bad place too, where it's like, yeah, you feel like you can never say no. And yeah. it's like this never ending cycle of feeling exhausted, feeling shame, feeling guilt if you should say no. And then it's fucking taxing. Dude, I think it's vulnerable too. As a man, I expect myself to be able to solve all the problems. Yup. My own problems and your problems. Right. Right. So if I say no, it's like me saying I can't. Yep. I can't yep. do that. Yeah. Not I yeah. won't do that. It's me saying I can't. Yep. But yep. it's bullshit. Right. It's a belief right. system that I developed from somewhere. 100%. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. So that, that's been a big still. Yeah. Still yeah. to this day. And and just recently I've shared with you that like I have had in the last like three days so much growth. Fucking so excited. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. And, and I'm super, super stoked because now after ironing out all the wrinkles in my wardrobe, yep. 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 I can then actually help others so much more. 100%. Yep. So much more. Yep. And I don't need them to do anything for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like self-sufficient on a spiritual, oh dude. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge, and yeah. like that whole, like, yeah, that whole, cause like, you, you, you totally hit totally it. Hit like it like fucking hammer around the nail like uh, I stole it from Brene Brown. Oh, I love her. Yeah, yeah absolutely I love her. Love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh and it is you're exactly right. It's like totally vulnerable too, especially mm-hmm. for males like where we're socialized like we have to be atlas. We got to carry the fucking world and that mm-hmm. means like I got to solve your problems and my own too. And uh it's funny too cuz yeah, yeah. Yeah. the world. Yeah. I just got it. And uh it's one of those things too where it's like, you know, um as men, we're men definitely, definitely we're socialized as problem solvers. Like, solvers. you need mm. to fix it. You got to fix it. And uh, I forgot there was a term for it. I, I used to know. But it was one of the things that we talked about in uh, my experience at grad school was, like, best way you can help someone is, is stop trying to fix all the problems. Like, you're not fucking helping anybody. If anything, you're just enabling them to come back to you more and more often. Right. Okay, I got another problem. Now Now what the fuck do I do? Right. And you've not helped anyone or strengthened anyone, but, but it just... Help them to find someone to solve the problem for them, right? Which isn't helpful. You're, you're their calculator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's my calculator? Right. right. Go through my phone. Right. Call, oh, yeah. call so and so. Call up Jeff. Yep. Yep. Hey Jeff, I got that. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's just yeah. being able to kind of get to that place where it's like, okay, yeah, I can. I don't need to do that. I don't need to problem solve. I can sit in my suck for a second. You know what I mean? Like this sucks. And just owning that rather than like, oh, I must be solution oriented. Like. Eventually, yes, but sit with it for a minute. Like, yeah, and that for me was huge. Like being able to kind of do that and like recognize that in myself of like, okay, um, sucks to say no, but let me just sit in it for a little bit, and then I can kind of work forward. Dude, I wish that we could like sign. I'm sure there's like some research out there, but like scientifically, how long does it take for me to sit in my crap and the uncomfortability? Yeah, until my brain will then stop focusing on this sucks and 
how do I get out? Yeah. 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 And, and more solution based. I wish that we could like, okay, I'm miserable. How many hours is this going to take? Would it be nice? Yeah. Dude, in my experience, it's been five months. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. That was the longest stint. Uh, maybe three months, but like horrible, like the roughest I've been in like, yeah, five months Yeah, before yeah. that and like recovery, early recovery, right? It was like a week, two weeks, you know, that I'm just like, I'm calling right. my sponsor and everything. Hey, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. And keep yeah. working on your four step, Jeff, or, you know, go be of service. Do other guys in your sober house have chores? I'm like, yeah, but that's your, their job. It's like, no, you go dumb. It's like, I don't like you. Fuck <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Maybe this horse shit. Yeah. So, but I, I definitely believe that there is for, I think everyone's different. Too. And For I'm just sure. adding sure. to what you were saying, but like yeah, I yeah. think yeah, yeah. that we all need to sit in that uncomfortability for however long it takes until a switch happens. Yeah. And yeah. then we start problem solving and say, okay, I'm here. This sucks. I don't want to be here anymore. How do I get out? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I need to humble myself. Yep. Roger that. How can I humble myself? Yeah. Okay. And how can I learn from this experience too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Rather than because I don't want to waste this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Too, exactly. and then, you know, history repeats itself, kind of thing. Too, it's like if I don't learn from this process, what's to say it won't happen again? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, literally just talking to my mentor about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, so I'm just gonna keep experiences for five months, six months, however long it is, until I learn the lesson. Yeah, it's like the universe, whatever, is gonna keep throwing it in your fucking yeah. in your batter's box, whatever. But until you actually yeah. make contact with it, hit keep it, and learn it. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like a little yeah. a little thorn in your side. Yep. Yep. God. Okay. Um, what are three life lessons you want to share with the world? Ooh. Did I really write that question? Ooh, that sounds quirky as hell, but, <laughs> but if I you're like game, it. I like it. I'm game. I'm fucking game. Let's do this. Okay. What are three life lessons you want to share with the world? Mm, um, so I thought about this a little bit when we first kind of talked about questions and again, like we talked about earlier, it's like kind of ripping off of things I already know and like things I've already read that people have already done, but I just liked it and kind of co-opted them. That's your experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one would definitely be work on self-compassion because holy shit, all of us are the fucking the best in the world at beating the shit out of ourselves. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever met a client or a person who wasn't amazing at beating the shit out of themselves. And I've met malignant narcissists that, You'd be surprised because, you know, they just talk about themselves and how grandiose they are and everything like that. But at the same time, too, there's an internal part of them that fucking hates what they're doing or is really uh, shame-based, guilt-based, and will really um, hyper-focus on all their flaws. Wow. And so if there's anything I'd, I'd love that the world did more of kind of thing would be practicing self-compassion. Okay. Um, God, I love that. So that one's huge. Yeah. That was a big one for me too. Cause I was, I was born and bred on shame. So I need to work on that. Uh, so self-compassion. Okay. Uh, and then maybe branching out from that too. It's, it's kind of shit. It feels like we're talking about the same kind of things, but in different ways too is, you know, we talked about learning to like kind of help yourself in order to help others. So like practicing self-compassion in order that you might be more empathic with others too. So that would be my, I think my second thing is like, being more empathic with other people, trying to meet them where they're at and understanding, uh, not sympathy, but empathy for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so empathy would be a huge one. And uh, i trying to think, maybe 
be a third one. I literally have a little like quote of the Dalai Lama talking yeah. about yeah. compassion. I read that. Yeah, and it differentiates yeah. between sympathy, dude. Yes. I was like, no shit. He's sharing that right now. Like, yes. I love yeah. that. Yes. yes. Love so, that. So, Empathy is huge, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And like, um, especially right now with like the breeds connection. It breeds totally more connection. Yep. And especially with like the polarized world that we live in right now, especially during right. COVID and everything else that's going on, it's like it's easy to not have empathy and kind of just demonize the other side, whatever it might blame. be. Blame. Yep, blame everything. Right. Play that shame game and throw the shame right back at everybody yep. else. Yep. Yeah. And it gets us nowhere. So yeah. trying to have more empathy for somebody, I think, and everybody for that matter. Um, third thing I'd say... Maybe... And maybe this is something that's kind of like, oh, well, of course, you know, for like the listeners here, but like just for, if it's of course, obviously we need to hear it. Yeah, I, I think focusing on your own mental health, really, like apart from just self compassion, because I think it's great, is really doing your own work. So whatever that looks like for you, whether that's like, you know, um, going to therapy yourself, you know, reaching out to other people and talking about shit maybe you haven't talked about before, doing your own work, I think is huge. Like, I, I think it couldn't be understated how important it is for everyone to kind of, like, work on their mental health consistently and constantly, you know, for the remainder of your life. It's not like you get to a point where it's like, I'm good, I'm done, I don't need any more work. It's like, there's always something that could be improved upon or um, ways that you can help make yourself feel better and process, whatever it might be. So, I think, yeah, corny as they might be, those are my three. That is, okay, that is not corny at all. That is absolutely amazing, Mr. Marco. I, I think we can wrap up there, bro. That dude, was dude. that was fire. I love you. Love like you, a brother, man. man. Like, I'm so glad I, I'm here. Was, so glad we met, too, dude. Oh, 100%, dude. This yeah. is probably one of my, my funnest podcasts that I've done yet. And I will 100% give that to just where I'm at spiritually and emotionally and the growth that I've experienced. So thank you for being here. Dude, I love yeah. you, brother. This is the Jeff Talks podcast. Bye. Bye.